ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome into yet another fantastic, fun-filled entertainment show. This is the Full Coverage Football Show. You can find us on Anchor.fm. You can find us on Apple Pods, Google Pods, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Breaker. Basically, if there is a podcast app that you like, you can find the Full Coverage Football Show on it. If you check us out, please not only give us a rating, give us a review, hit us up on Twitter. My name is Jeremy Somerville. You can follow me on Twitter at SomervilleCLE. I will be shortly joined by my co-host, Mr. Drew Ward, Mr. Ward's Wagers, Mr. Make Your Ass Some Money this holiday season with his Ward's Wagers. You can follow him on Twitter at Ward296-72985. Hit him up, ask him, hey, what is your feeling on this game? He will tell you yes, he will tell you no, he'll say stay away from it. He will be straight up forward with you. Tonight we got a full show for this holiday rivalry week. Rivalry week. Easier to say than I thought. Jam-packed fun show. We got the game. That's what we're going to start with. Our game of the week. The Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to Ann Arbor to face the Michigan Wolverines. We'll then move on to a bunch of rivalry picks. We got like 20 games we're picking this time. We're just going to go through them quick. We'll go to a fun thing we're going to do for Turkey. For Turkey Thanksgiving Day, whatever you want to call it. Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. I mean, what's better than football and food all in one day? With a side dish tourney where we got four... Four teams at advance, and then we got, well, you know, maybe eight teams coming up after that. We'll get into it a little bit later. And then we're going to close the show with Ward's Wagers. So it's a great show we got tagged for tonight. And without further ado, I would like to bring in my tag team partner, the star of the show, Mr. Drew Ward. What is happening, my brother? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. How's it going? It's going can't complain yeah no it's it's thanksgiving's on us uh you know it's it's good stuff man i'm excited thanksgiving football and food what what's better yeah. than that yeah no true i got some double nba going on right now business business is probably gonna lose but yeah no everything's good man <laughs> you got an update on the Cavs score for me they were down 10 last i looked ah uh, no <laughs> it was four it was 14 not too long ago but uh Cavs have not made caught on either of the screens here unfortunately <laughs> That's because they're not mellow. But hey, once we play mellow, we know we'll be on that screen. That's right. That's right. So you ready to talk some football tonight or what? Uh, yeah, man. Let's yeah, do let's, it. Let's get this in. Let's start with the game. It is just simply known as the game. It is Ohio State, the number one team ranked in the college football playoffs, facing the number 13th ranked team in that college football playoffs. In the Michigan Wolverines at Ann Arbor at the Big mm. House. The big House. Oof. Michigan got a chance in this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. Here's what I'll say about it. It Michigan's played really well. Um, pretty much since like the second half of that Penn State game, mm-hmm. their their offense has looked way better. Um, but that being said. You're running into an Ohio State team that kind of does everything well, right? So you have you have the best player in football, defensive end Chase Young, who it's it's gotten ridiculous, man. He's just fantastic. You have the best corner in probably college football as well, Jeffrey Okuda. Right? Yeah, your receivers are just. I mean, the Ohio State just stacked, and the beauty of what they can do offensively 
is they you know Justin Fields can throw the ball on you, but they can also run the ball so well with J.K. Dobbins and Master T. In the the beauty is uh, as well is Justin Fields can use his legs also. I really think it's hard. You know, you go back and you look at the game last year. Ohio State killed them with crossing routes. Michigan runs a lot of man. Don Brown wants to run a lot of man coverage. Ohio State feasted in folks. It was beautiful to watch. But I I could I, I mean we'll see if if the I, I expect Michigan to run a little bit more zone. Um Michigan can win this game, but they're not going to. I, I think it's a two score game, but it's at the big house. It's, I, I mean, Michigan, it, in theory, Michigan has to win one of these at some point, right? I mean, eventually, yeah, they've got to. So I'm, you just even play, you know, that. You're like, listen, eventually Ohio State's going to, I mean, all good things come to an end, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, on Saturday. Um, I, I like Ohio State. I like them by maybe two touchdowns. But if, if, you know, things go perfectly for Michigan, yeah, Michigan's capable of winning the game. I just highly – I just don't see that. I mean, Michigan coming in at 9-2. and two, But since, like you said, since that Penn State game, they've killed what? They beat Indiana. They dominated them. They beat Notre Dame. They dominated. This team has really turned it around. And coming in, the wild card in this game for me right now is Ryan Day. And that's weird to say, but as an Ohio State fan, we've had Jim Trestle, who was a Buckeye. He knew what this rivalry meant. And then we went into Urban Meyer, who won three national titles, but he'll still tell you those, that 7-0 and record against that school up north means maybe even more to him than his natties do. Ryan Day comes in. He's not an Ohio-born bred guy. He's not part of this rivalry. Yeah, he's been part of it, you know, as a assistant coach. But it's going to be a big thing to see if he treats this like just another game, or if Urban passed down to him that this isn't just another game, that this is the game, because that's what I feel like has been missing from the Michigan side almost. And this is coming from a guy who played for Bo Beckler and Jim Harbaugh, and came into Michigan as the guy who was going to get it. He was going to be their Urban Meyer, their Jim Trestle. And he hasn't seemed to get it. Both of these guys come in. Basically, Jim Harbaugh is Michigan's John Cooper, who John Cooper could recruit with the best of them, but he couldn't beat Michigan. But like you, you said, go ahead. You have nothing to worry about. Ryan Day's going to have that. <laughs> go. Uh, you, and, and you better believe hatred for, for Michigan runs through Ryan Day's blood. It absolutely does. They even had Urban, you know, Urban do a speech. I mean, listen, they, they, Ryan Day, I, I feel like once you bit, he was under Urban. Urban was one, I mean, like you said, Urban would rather be 7 0 against against Michigan or, or what, what it may be than, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that, that's to be proud of because of that the rivalry is real, but, but, Ryan Day's gonna have them boys ready. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about that at all. I, I think Ohio State's gonna show up, but but Michigan has played better. But again, Ohio State are big boys, man. Right? This is, this is big boy football now. This Michigan, is big boy football. Michigan hasn't seen Michigan hasn't seen a team like Ohio State. So, 
I mean, I'm trying to say that's the, the only wild card I can see because when you look at this Ohio State team, the way they're built, this could be an all-time great Ohio State team. That's how deep they are. That's how good they are. You're talking about possible do top, all. top five picks out of two guys on defense, and then next year if Justin Fields continues to play the way he has, we can talk a top five pick at quarterback on this roster Feel well. a lot of kids are stout. I mean, they're stacked. Absolutely. They're stacked a wide receiver. And- J.K. Dobbins is, of course, going to be a pro. Um, they could just do they can do everything. There's no real flaws with what they do um, offensively, and then defensively again, they got a lockdown corner, and they have one of the best offensive ends I can remember even seeing. Absolutely, and the only way Michigan can win this game, the only way is if they can somehow shut down that Ohio State running game. And everyone said that's what Penn State's going to do. Penn State came into that game giving up less than 80 yards a game rushing. And the Buckeyes came in on that first drive of the game and ran for 91 yards. They're like, oh, you give up 80? Okay, well, we'll run for 91 on our first drive. But It doesn't matter. See, like the thing is, is, is the, that game without those fumbles from – I mean, Ohio State was blowing Penn State out. I mean, this, oh, is, this is a big boy football team. It's a real good football team. I mean, for, for Michigan, that's the only way they win this game. Shea Patterson, we're coming into a time where – we got so used to Jim Harbaugh coming in. He was running, you know, a pro-style offense, and he brings in the kid from Alabama now. They're trying to run a spread. Patterson's been okay. His numbers are solid. 21 touchdowns, six picks, but nothing special. And you look at what he's really put up, it's less than what Justin Fields has done in, like, a third of a season because he hardly plays the second half. Doesn't Justin Fields have, like, 30 touchdowns and one interception? Yeah, it's sickening. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane, the numbers of what the Buckeyes are putting up. Yeah, take care of the football. They're like, hey, you know, we're just going to – They impo- what they do is they impose their will on the other team. Or they'll let you stay in for the first quarter, they figure you out, and then they make adjustments. Ryan Day has shown that he's great at making adjustments. Exactly, and, I agree. And the only thing that they have to worry about, the Buckeyes on defense, is – Josh Uche or Uche or whatever his name is. I can't think of how to pronounce it. U-C-H-E ran out of my head. He's a solid Sam linebacker. I think he's going to be a damn good pro. And he's probably Michigan's best player on defense. Basically, if you can stop that guy from getting to Justin Fields and getting in your backfield, you're going to win this game. I, I mean, this is our game of the week because it is the game. But Looking forward think, to it, man. I really am. I'm looking forward to a lot of good football this I know, weekend. I know a lot of people are, oh, it's a noon start. It's a noon start. Why a noon start? It's because that's when the game is played. Noon start, yeah. you're used to Keith Jackson on the call back in the day. This was what it was all about, but this is the game. Harbaugh needs to win this game. That is the biggest thing for this game is Harbaugh needs this game. He needs to go all out to do whatever he can to win this football game. And to be honest with you, man, I – being old now, I like games that start at noon because these these late games, man, they're running 11 o'clock and stuff, and sometimes I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> That's amazing how it changes. <laughs> you know, Give me the like, whole day of football. Yeah, uh, I'm ready for bed, man. It's like 1030 on a Saturday night. I need, I need to live on, like, the West Coast where I can get up and watch football at 9 a.m., and then it's over at like eight, like eight p.m. Like that. That's my money. Like I need to pay that. That's all. I have to talk to my wife. That's a solid idea. I mean, you can't beat that. Wake up at nine a.m. and you got football. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I love Sundays where we have here on the East Coast, where we got the London game starting at nine thirty. That is yeah, great. So they're always trash. They're always trash. Well, yeah, they usually are. 
but still, it's football at nine in the morning. So let me no, ask you as we're talking yeah. about this game. We both got the Buckeyes winning. We both expect yeah. them to win big. Yeah. If, 14. If it's another game like last year where Michigan came in last year with the number one ranked defense in the country and then they, they got boat race basically and put up mm-hmm. the Buckeyes put up 62. If they get blown out once again, mm-hmm. is this Jim Harbaugh's last game as a Michigan Wolverines head coach? No. No. See, Listen, I think I'm, the, I'm the university's not going to fire that guy. They're not going to fire him. Are you kidding me right now? I mean, at some point, you got to beat the Buckeyes <laughs> if you're a Michigan head coach. Listen, I mean, you've got nine, to. Ten, nine, ten wins. Nine, ten wins is what they deem to be good. Okay. No, seriously. He's, he hasn't been to Indianapolis one time. Nope. He's not going to get fired, dude. The only way. Okay. So here. Here's something I can say, right? And, and I don't expect this, but there's a chance that he may go to, say, an NFL job, right? Okay, okay. maybe. Right? So that's different. But, but oh, no, no. The University of Michigan is not going to fire him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and listen, because Michigan was in a bad spot before he got there, but but don't don't act like Michigan's not a proud – you know, not you're not that you're not acting like this, but don't act like Michigan's not a proud school <laughs> with – you know what I mean? Like, like he's—they're not gonna fire him. He wins ten games, he'll win the bowl game because they'll they'll schedule like, yeah, the, the committee will schedule them to play like I don't know Houston, and they'll win by like three touchdowns there, and then it'll be like a ten win season. Then they'll go to Italy in the off season, and everything will be better. I mean, I get what you're saying, but and maybe you're right. Maybe the school won't get rid of Harbaugh. Maybe they're like, okay. You've done what you can for us. We appreciate it. You're our guy. But at some point, this team has to change. They have to defeat the Buckeyes. And maybe Harbaugh does the right thing. He says, you know what? I haven't got the job done. But I'm going to make everybody look good. I'm going to say, I've decided to step down. And I will step down as a head coach. And then I'll take an NFL <laughs> job. I mean, I can see him doing that to try to make himself look like he did. It's way more he fun just around. watching him get his ass beat, yeah. isn't it, though? It is. I mean, <laughs> it absolutely is. Keep doing that. I mean, that's what I want. It, it drives, I couldn't, like, on the other side of the rivalry. I mean, we're Buckeyes fans. I mean, I named my kid Scarlet Gray. I'm a huge Buckeye fan. I couldn't imagine bringing in this guy. Like, if we brought in Urban Meyer and he was 0-4 his first four years against Michigan, I wouldn't accept it. Yeah, okay, we got nine games and we're going to the uh, nature-made multivitamin game in Wisconsin <laughs> for something, for some bowl game. Like, do, you, do you think Michigan fans' expectations are a national championship? No, but they should be. That's the kind of – that's where they should have been is a proud uh, university. This uh, No, I agree. I agree. Now it's just like – I think the fans think that like – it's just really hard when Ohio State just whoops their ass all the time. No, it really is because because if they ever want to try to flex, Ohio State just – dude, what Ohio State did to them last year was like the biggest embarrassment of any school in, in, in Big Ten history. They whooped the shit out of them. Urban wanted to put up 70 on them. Damn near did. I mean – 
I mean, is Harbaugh what? What is Harbaugh like, dude? Harbaugh gave up almost seventy points. Like, how can how can that be okay? Like, like how can you be a proud school and be okay with your team never playing for a Big Ten title in Ohio State? Just wrecking that. We're looking at Minnesota if they win this weekend, which we'll get to that game later. If Minnesota beats Wisconsin. They're in the Big Ten title game before Michigan. That is amazing to me. And the thing that bothers me, yeah, I'm trying, you know, to say, oh, they need to do better. I think they should expect. But you look at what this school really is and what they say, they're still focused on was that a first down that JT Barrett had like three, four years ago when it was inches. I mean, they're hanging on to little stuff. Oh, the refs beat us. But then last year you beat them 62 to 39. And I mean, you just okay. I mean, it's embarrassing at this point. It's not so bad. They're just I'm I'm taking everything I have to try to you know make Michigan sound better and you know see this evenly. But listen, they got some. They got some. There's a lot of there. There's some talent in the program. You look at their wide receivers this year. There's a lot of talent in a wide receiver. Um. But hey, man, they haven't been. It's just to me, you made a good point. It's just, in, in we, I could be completely wrong, and so could you. But it seems like Ohio State, like they just, they the the coaches get through that the heads of the the players. They're like, dude, this is we hate this team, and we're going to kill this team. Like this is like bigger than anything for the Buckeyes. It seems like, and 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 it just seems for Michigan. I, and you, you can you blame them? They're deflated at this point. Yeah. I mean, you think that they're they're. I mean, and the, the players are probably confident. But you think Jim Harbaugh is confident coming into this game? No. You think Harbaugh's feeling good? I honestly do not believe he is. No, he's not. He's. He, I hope he shows up with. What if he showed up with like blue pants instead of khaki on? Yeah, like. Could you imagine? Go all blue. Wear some yellow pants. Throw it off. Like, the silly things people will make fun of the Buckeyes for doing, crossing off the M's, calling Michigan that team up north. You know, when a recruit comes onto campus and Urban would say, hey, you can't wear a blue shirt, get him something else. Those silly little things, those things amp up the rivalry. And what does Michigan do? They call the Ohio State Buckeyes. They don't say the Ohio State. They call them Ohio. Like, they're the Bobcats playing in the Mac. Like, that's the only thing they ever get back is, oh, well, that's Ohio. Like, well, it's hard for them now, though. It's hard because they've just gotten pummeled for, like, I, and listen, I don't want to rag on Michigan all night because I could. <laughs> like, what? You're right. Jim Harbaugh should be fired, but Michigan's not going to fire him. I mean, we're going to. He's just, literally, he, he, can't beat Ohio State. And listen, if he beats Ohio State this weekend, we'll come back next week and we'll say, look, hey, we were a little harsh on it. And I'll give him a ton of respect. That that would be a, a legacy win for him. It would be. But it's not, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. I can't even. It, just it, screw Michigan. That's all <laughs> i got to say for the rest of this. I mean, we're, you know, we can move on. Michigan all-time is leading in the all-time series 58-50 and 6. They're 58 wins, Buckeyes have 50. And the longest win streak in the entire series, nine games, which Michigan had from 1901 to 1909, like the last time they were good, 
And during that 1901. time, yeah, those are good players back then. I mean, then. that 1902 game, yeah. Michigan beat the Buckeyes 86 to nothing. But I mean, wow, I mean, not yeah. that. I mean, that's that was rough. Well, that. What year was that? 1902. I mean, that's the first meeting was 19 or 1897. But it's like, so they they for sure didn't have helmets. No, they won something like 20 of the first 21. And then since then, the Buckeyes are like, eh, you know what? We're going to start playing football. And the Buckeyes just dominated yeah. the rivalry since outside yeah. of the it's John Cooper like, area. You can't, really count, you can't really count like sports where like black, like not to be, but black people and stuff weren't like allowed. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't, it's, it's like, you can't fucking just have basketball with just me and you and like people that look like us. Yeah. Like the better players potentially or the other, you know what I mean? Like that's. That's kind of what that is. Like it's 1902. Like, like I feel like the talent really wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, and then at that point, you're playing the team. Play the 1902 <laughs> squad was still fighting for Toledo because the Toledo, the battle for Toledo was still fresh in everyone's mind. Then, I mean, that's how long ago it was. Toledo still wasn't sure where they were, and now we're just like, oh, Toledo's. You know, we're up in Ohio now. <laughs> like that's how long ago it was, and it was guys probably named Whiskey Miller and Bronco Jones. And- just God bless him. Old, old white farm boys. But yeah, I mean, we we can move on to this game. But yeah, both of <laughs> All us. All right, let's do that. Easily. We're both taking the Buckeyes. Let me make sure I write that down because I don't want to forget that part. But let's move on. Let's go into some other games. Let me find my notes here. We have rivalry week all over the place. We're going to pick a shit ton of games. We got, let's do it. Got all kinds of fun stuff. And my kid, of course, went through my notebook here, and I got pictures drawn all over my notes. Hey, this is called being an adult, folks. All right. Let's get into the first game of the week. Mississippi against Mississippi State. 7.30 Thursday night, the Egg Bowl first played in 1901. Ole Miss leads 62-45-6. Ole Miss going to win this one, or is Mississippi State going to move to 6-6? No, I like I like Ole Miss. All right, I'll take uh, I mean, Mississippi State in that one. You gonna take him? All right, let's, yeah, not, let's roll. All right, moving on. Number twenty three, Virginia Tech, eight and three at Virginia, also eight and three in the battle for the Commonwealth Cup. Who you got in this one? Virginia Tech. I'll take the Techies. Number nineteen, Iowa, eight and three travels to Nebraska, five and six for the battle for the Heroes Trophy, which Nebraska leads all time twenty nine to seven or twenty nine seventeen and three, but Iowa leads in the battle for the trophy because it only started eight years ago. They started giving this trophy away. So since they started giving away the heroes trophy, I was five and three on a four game winning streak. I was win streak going to continue or you got Nebraska. I'm going to take the Hawkeyes in this one because the corn Huskers are still trash coming with Scott Frost. You were killing it with that analysis. <laughs> Was over here crying. <laughs> He's like, they're back in 1904. I got little right, notes for up. all of them. Who you got? I Iowa or Nebraska? I got Iowa. I'm sorry. I got Iowa. All right. Next up, Clemson at South Carolina in the Palmetto Bowl. I mean, this is Clemson okay. all the way, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, cool. Hey, but keep in mind that South Carolina has been pretty good, too. I mean, they're four and seven, but. But they've had they had a bit they they had a big win though yeah. I mean they had two big wins but but no it's Clemson and it's rivalry games they're different no they're not but not for that no thing. not I mean Clemson hasn't lost in like four years moving on number four Georgia ten and one 
travels to Georgia Tech, who I believe is three and eight. Georgia in clean old fashioned hate, which has been going on since eighteen ninety three. Georgia winning this one easy. Yes. Yes. Georgia Tech's terrible. Not that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say they're terrible, but like they're, <laughs> they're not great. All right. This next game, big game. This is a big game because it's the battle for the Paul Bunyan axe, which only began, which I just found this out recently. Dude, I love what you're doing right here. <laughs> only began Everybody in 1948. That round of applause for you for giving me these fucking facts about these trophies. I'm fired up, dude. Go ahead. So we all know the Paul Bunyan axe has been around since 1948. But did you know that yes, it was only that. brought in after the original trophy, the slab of bacon, was stolen in 1943? And this series is tied 60, 60, and 8. But Wisconsin has dominated since 04, winning 14 of 15. So is Wisconsin at 9 and 2 going to beat Minnesota at 10 and 1? Or is Minnesota going to get themselves into the Big Ten title game? Um, <laughs> For the slab of bacon. I wish it was still a slab of bacon. That's so much cooler than the axe. Sweet. The trophy was a slab of bacon. Yeah, it's badass. Okay. All right. Um, hang on. I'm sorry. I'm going to focus here. <laughs> Um, I'm going to take Wisconsin. All right. I will bet you a pound of bacon. Wow. I'm going to take Minnesota just for the hell of it. Okay. Do we really have to like, get each other a pound of bacon if we lose? I mean, we can. I mean, no. How great is that, betting a pound of bacon? I mean, I can get you some bacon. I mean, All right. if, Let's put bacon on this. Me. That way when I'm watching the game, like, yeah, I got bacon on this. No, like, are we just talking like Oscar Meyer bacon, or are we like going for like the the thick three pepper jack? And why are we why are we making such a great bet on such a shitty game? Peppered bacon, <laughs> dude. Now now I just want some peppered bacon. I'm gonna be at Thanksgiving tomorrow talking to people. I'll be like, yeah, I got a bet on that Minnesota Wisconsin <laughs> game. We got a pound of bacon on it, and people are gonna look at me and like, of course you do, you fat ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on from this one. All Let's right. talk about the Iron Bowl. Bama ten and one travels to Auburn eight and three. They've been playing this game since eighteen ninety three. Who are you liking it? Um, believe it or not, I actually like Auburn. Yeah, uh, I think Bo Nix is solid. I really he's played in a lot of big games. I, I look at you coming around on the Bo Nix train. Listen, I'm not. I'm not completely on the Bo Nix train. <laughs> I just. I, I'm not saying you're I, driving, but you're on one of the cars now. It's true. I think everybody likes Alabama. I, I don't know. I think this is a big game. Alabama doesn't eat. Alabama kind of, excuse me, faced a lot of cupcakes mm-hmm. this year. You know, and I think Auburn is real. Even though they had three losses, I like Auburn to win. What about you? If two is playing in this game, I take Bama by a couple touchdowns. Two is not playing. I don't but think. With no- I think he's left in the hospital and shit. <laughs> With Last Tua question. in a wheelchair rolling down the sidelines. He's his question. <laughs> he probably is. They're going to inject him. They're going to give him the uh... – <laughs> we are losing control of this show. Cause... I'm sorry, folks. I mean, it's my fault. We're talking about Lance Harbor injections here. Once again, another <laughs> Varsity Blues reference. I'm going to take Bama just for the hell of it because I still think saving Coach the hell out of it. They are a good squad. Yeah, probably- all right, moving on to our next game here. Oregon State, 5-6, and six, travels <sighs> to number 14, Oregon, 9-2, and two, for the Civil War. Oregon's yeah. dominated this for much of the battle since 1922 or something like that. 
I don't. It was know. a big battle. I didn't have all the name. I didn't have all the stats on that one. That was a lot of bacon. Oregon, yeah, yeah. Like Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I, especially, I mean, listen, Justin Herbert wasn't great last week, right? Let's be honest. Uh, so, in my man over, uh, my man Herm, my Herm Edwards just throwing, you know, L's at him. Um, but no, that was a big loss for Oregon, and I think, uh, I think they'll be better this week. I think the opponents aren't as good, so yeah, I'll take Oregon. I absolutely am going to go with Oregon in this game, and yeah, I think this is a big game for Justin Herbert to bounce back. To show Dude, that he lost still... some draft stock because that was that that went. I have not. Great. I have not been on the Justin Herbert train. I've thought he was overrated for two years now, but wow. I think this game is Stay really going to show what kind of guy he is coming back from it. So I am also going to take Oregon. Moving on to number seven, Oklahoma, ten and one, traveling to number twenty-one, eight and three, Oklahoma State. This is Bedlam, the first meeting in nineteen oh four, and Oklahoma leads the series eighty-eight to eighteen, and I think wow. that's just going to easily continue. Yeah, do you? Give me okay, two. I like Chuba. I like Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he's a good player, mm-hmm. but but uh, I'm gonna agree with you, brother. Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts and the boys. I think they're going to try really hard. They're going to get close. They're going to try to sneak into that fourth spot in the playoffs. By the way, Jalen Hurts overrated. I agree. Next. I mean, this guy was – we were talking about him as a Heisman after two games after he played like – He's just – yeah. well, exactly. In, in Oklahoma, in, in Link, what Lincoln Riley does down there can make a lot of people look pretty damn good. Um, I mean, this dude just – all he does is just pump out freaking Heisman. <laughs> you know, Heisman trophy with so, um, look, Dylan Hurst, Oklahoma is Oklahoma is a nice team. Oklahoma is not making the playoff. They're not. Next, next, Room. Florida State, six and five, <laughs> traveling terrible. to Florida in the Florida Man Bowl, the Sunshine Showdown. A long way from the Bowden and Spurrier days. Florida's going to roll in this one, right? Yes. Yeah, we're not even going to need to go into that. Give us Florida, and our last Florida State terrible, dude. They're somehow six They're and terrible. five. I didn't no, really, I mean, so what do you mean six and five is like good for Florida State? No, I mean, also, that's like Michigan stuff. Like all of a sudden, the seven, <laughs> like six and five. Yeah, and it's I, like Florida State. Ever since Jameis left, man, for they've been the crab legs were stolen. <laughs> they, 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 they bad luck on the <laughs> bad juju from Jameis. I'm stealing on the crab. Seriously, legs. you know what? Yeah, all of a sudden, he's a turnover. He has turnover disease. Everything he touches is a turnover. All I need to do is turn it around and hire my boy, Coach Jason Brown, and everything's good from there. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> we were regressed. We no, th- th- I mean, I would rather hire him than Dion. But we'll see where they go with this. I hope they don't hire Dion. Let's see where they go in the offseason. Anyway, moving on to our final one. Let's talk about Herm. Arizona 4-7 and seven at Arizona State 6-5. and five. The duel in the desert. Since 1899, Arizona State, they've won the last two. Who you got in this one? I'll go with her. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Herm in this one too. So we're both gonna go that way. And now Gotta love game, Herm, dude. Gotta love Herm. I like Herm, and I was surprised when he got this job, but he seems to be figuring things out. Maybe he can turn the squad into a decent team. Maybe. Now, before we get into the NFL picks here. Okay. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let me go back into my notes here. All right. So what I got here for us is a tournament on the best side dishes for Thanksgiving. No way. Seriously? Now, I got 12 seats. Okay. 
and the first four seeds automatically advance. Now, I have pulled 25 people, sure. including seven random people who had no idea who I was at Bob Evans this evening. Really? What? You're like, you're like Steve Harvey on Family Feud. <laughs> I'm like, out of you know, a people. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm like, why not ask these random people? I'm like, okay. I'm going to have a little bit of fun. So, our wow. top four seeds in this tournament, we have okay. just regular bread stuffing as the number one seed. That's a good seed. Number two yeah. seed is gravy. Number three seed is mashed potatoes. Gravy gets its own seed. Yeah, it got its own seed. This is okay. I mean, these, no, 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 it's fair. These it's are the only answers Listen. I got here. I mean, this is not an exact science. And anyone listening, you can hit us up on Twitter at Somerville CLE at Ward and a whole bunch of numbers. <laughs> Hang on, nope. let me find it. I got it written right here nope. at Ward two nine six seven two nine eight five. That one. Yep. Hit them up on there. Let's talk Thanksgiving. Let's talk side dishes. And the number four seed is biscuits and rolls. So what we got here is we got an eight nine matchup between cornbread yeah. stuffing and deviled eggs. Who are you taking? Cornbread stuffing. Cornbread stuffing. Cornbread stuffing. Moving on. Yep. Yeah. All right. Seriously. Not? So cornbread stuffing moves on to face bread stuffing. Ooh, that's gonna be a battle of the stuffings in round two here. That's, All a, right. that's an important matchup. We got a five twelve matchup. We know how bad how fun those can be. Five twelve 12 matchup here. We got twice baked potatoes against sweet potato casserole. Oh, so hey, listen. Here's the thing, man. With all due respect, sweet potato casserole. I don't like sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's going to be a no, dog. <laughs> Give me the Randy Jackson twice baked potatoes. <laughs> yeah, like we're going to go twice baked This dude at Bob Evans was like, hey, you know it's really uh, good. The I'm laughing potatoes so hard right you bake twice. I'm like, twice baked potatoes? Yeah. I was like, all right, brother. What time Great. did you go to Bob Evans? Like four? It was 530. We're getting at the end of the early bird supper there. All right. Oh, so good. twice baked potatoes move on to face biscuits slash rolls. Give me a nice battle there. All right. Now we got the seven seed. Green bean casserole against the 10 seed. And I think I know we're going to go with this. I think you're taking the upset. Corn casserole. Oh, see, so here's the, here's the problem for me. This is a really tough one because I have two of my favorites battling against each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the seating. I'd like to get with the committee um, to see if we could, we could like have like not casserole and casserole battle. Listen, casserole uh, didn't play well in the regular season. They but snuck I'll, in in their <laughs> conference tournaments, all right? Listen, I'll take corn casserole. All right. I'll the 10 do seed. Love, I do love you too, green bean casserole, and I will be eating you tomorrow. All right. And our fi- let's see who where we at here. Our 6 and 11, our final matchup of the first round. I think this one's going to be pretty easy unless you surprise me. Number six seed, mac and cheese against the number 11 seed, cranberry sauce. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese all day. I'm not a cranberry guy. I'm really not. I don't like I'm cranberry really... that much either. The hell with right. cranberry. Make sure I got everything written in here. This is exciting, exciting podcasting time. All right. So let's go with our enough. number one seed, bread stuffing, facing mm-hmm. off against the number eight seed, cornbread stuffing. Who you got? I'm going with the eight seed cornbread stuffing Ooh. here. Cornbread stuffing moving yep, on to I the sure final four. Yep, it's 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 great. That's where I'm at. I love I love cornbread stuffing, man. That's that's kind of what I grew up on. Fuck the bread stuffing. That is some good stuff. And like I said yep. last week, keep it out of the bird. It's better that way. Anyway, biscuits and rolls. The four seed taking on the five seed twice baked potato. Who you got? 
So, is is twice baked potato like a mashed potato? Like, isn't it like mashed potato like it's, an option? It's, I mean, mashed potatoes are in here. They're oh, they they're are. The number, yeah, they're in the number three seed. But twice baked potatoes, it's like when you take the mashed oh, potatoes yeah. and you yeah. put them in the baked potato, and then yeah. they got the cheese and the bacon, and then you throw it in the oven. Oh, oh shit, that does sound good. But I'm gonna go with rolls. Okay, because I'm a big, I'm a big fan of rolls. Yeah. I really am. I dig the bread. All right, moving on to our two and ten matchup. We got gravy, the two seed facing off against the number ten seed corn casserole. Oh, corn casserole rolls gravy all day. Listen, corn corn casserole is so underrated. It's it's a travesty. It really is. And corn casserole is only put in this tournament because you talked about it last week. And then some old lady was like talking about it. I'm like, I got to put it in. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm afraid it's gonna it's gonna run the tournament. All right, number three. uh, You're right. I might get crazy. I'll try. I'll try to keep perspective. (laughs) Number three seed mashed potatoes against the six seed mac and cheese. <clears throat> All right, so for real life, real life, I would go with with mac and cheese. But for for Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving mashed potatoes, okay. right? Even though I just gave up gravy for corn casserole, and now I'm questioning what I did. <laughs> listen, listen. Somebody shouldn't have to make these damn decisions on Thanksgiving Day. This is hard, folks. Like, I, I'm sorry if I made the wrong choice. I do like gravy on my, my mashed potatoes. But we'll, I guess we'll roll with butter on it. And we'll just move forward. This show's out of bounds today. I'm loving it. All right, so our final four. Cornbread okay. stuffing, the eight seed, takes on the number four seed rolls. And the number 10 yeah. seed corn casserole takes on the three seed mashed potatoes. Cornbread stuffing versus rolls, who you got? I, I got to go with cornbread stuffing here. And unfortunately, this is where uh, corn casserole gets voted out. I have to go with mashed potatoes. <laughs> so mashed potatoes go into the finals, a championship against cornbread stuffing, the eight seed versus the three seed. And who will be the winner of the first ever Thanksgiving side <laughs> dish, full coverage football show? tournament thing that I have just put together on this random ass piece of paper. Who's cornbread stuffing. Cornbread stuffing. stuffing. It's important. Listen. Listen. You have mashed how many how here's the thing. Let me ask this. How many other times during the year do you have cornbread stuffing? None. Exactly. And and do you think you'll have mashed potatoes between, you know, Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving again? Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So cornbread stuffing deserves its due and it deserves a goddamn award as far as I'm I love your logic, sir. I love this thing. Absolutely incredible. Cornbread stuffing, the winner of the first ever full coverage football show. Thanksgiving side dish tournament. Stay wow. tuned for us next year for season two. <laughs> when wow. God only knows what kind of tournament I will come up with at a random Bob Evans. On a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, cornbread stuffing. And now that we're all happy about Thanksgiving, let's come back down to earth and talk NFL picks. <laughs> Starting with the first game of the day, 1230 right. kickoff from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, where the three seven and one Detroit Lions welcome in the Mitch Trubisky led five and six Chicago Bears. And this game kind of changed tonight when we saw that David Blau, the undrafted rookie from Purdue, is going to be starting for the Detroit Lions. 
Did it change, though? Did it? I mean, maybe a little bit. Driscoll didn't look too bad this this off season, or I mean, these past few weeks, he hasn't looked terrible. Minus that ignorant interception at the end of last week's game, but I mean, you're looking at a team that had Matt Stafford and Carryon Johnson to a team that's now led by David Blau and Bo Scarborough. But do your Lions have a chance to still win this game? No, no. Listen, man. Here's the deal. I get so frustrated just to even think about the Lions. It was I was just talking with my cousin earlier, and I'm like, man, it's just hard to even get energy to even speak about the Lions. Like, <laughs> it, listen, it, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad football team, you know. And everyone wants to say, oh, well, Matt Stafford's hurt. You act like we were winning games when Matt Stafford wasn't hurt. Like, can everybody stop? Please stop and act like like things were great. The defense is the worst. Defense ever. David Blau is starting. Who that? I mean, come on, what the hell is happening? Listen, right now? I just no, want no, to get no, this no. on the record real quick. I told you David Blau was going to start for your team in August when he was on the Cleveland Browns. And I think I was partially full of shit, but somehow yeah, I became Nostra Dumbass. But continue. It's, listen, man, it's just like the, the people of America shouldn't have to suffer and watch this football game. This game should have been flexed out of the Thanksgiving window. <laughs> Screw the damn Lions. Who wants to watch David Blau or Blau or whatever? Blau. Every time is. he completes a pass tomorrow when I'm yeah, playing blah, the Blau. You know, like nobody wants to watch him and Mitch. It just it sucks that my team sucks and they always suck. But listen, how you have to take the Bears? Like, tell me how you could ever take the Lions. This game, you can't play you can defense. Only all ever pick the Lions if you're you, high tight. Because you have to trust in the fact that the Bears' offense has been so anemic that this game comes down to field goal kicking. <laughs> and that is where well, that, that's Matt, what I pulled my hat on is field goal <laughs> where Matt Prater beats Eddie Pinero nine to six. That I mean, <laughs> please tell me, please that's tell just, me. It's that's as far as I can go. And if this is a nine to six game, and I have to listen to Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, oh the entire day, it's going to be tough. Please tell me it's not going to be nine to six. Dude, but, that would be the worst. Could you imagine these fans <laughs> around the country having to watch the punning? <laughs> Watching just Sam. And it's, oh my God. and it's not like I'm not planning on the offenses moving the ball. This is 9-6 to six because oh. of a fumble or an interception in opponent's oh. territory. Don't do that. Thanksgiving is supposed to be a time to be thankful. Nobody, nobody needs to see that. <laughs> you know what Matt Patricia's record against Matt Nagy is? Uh, let me think. We lost that one. One and two. Oh, and three. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, seems about as record about pretty yeah. much everybody. What are the most points the Lions have ever scored on Thanksgiving Day? Oh wow, this is a fun one. Uh, forty-two, fifty-five. 
Oh, well, really? When was that? Thanksgiving was... 1997. Lions running back Barry Sanders ran for 185 yards and three touchdowns in Detroit's 55-20 to victory against Chicago. Yeah, that, was, that must have been fun. I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I don't know why. What? I am going to take the Lions to win this. What the Just, hell are you talking about, dude? Are you the taking Lions the Detroit Lions to win? Listen. Win the game? David Blau. David Blau led Purdue to a victory last season over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy's been on the pipe. He's been on the pipe. He's been on the bottle. Don't listen to him. And in a nine to six battle of just pure anemic offense, the Chicago Bears are going to drop five and seven, and the Detroit Lions are going to save Matt Patricia's job. And beats <laughs> job. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going with it. What the fuck? <laughs> it is the giving season, and Mitch Trubisky is going to give the Lions a victory. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. I just want. Can we please move on from the Lions because I hate everything about them? Yeah. Moving on. Let's move to the eight and three Buffalo Bills. That's right. Eight and three. Josh Allen led. Buffalo Fraud. Bills traveling to the Jerry Dome, AT&T Stadium for a 4:30 kickoff against the six and five Dallas Cowboys. Who you got in this one, brother? Um, I like the Cowboys to right the ship here. Um, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. I think they'll listen. The Cowboys are a criticized team. They're a beloved team. I think they're a good team, right? I think that they have the roots of a good team. Last week in New England was ugly. The weather was awful. But but and that's that is certainly a concern. Is what happens when Dak and the, the squad is outdoors? You would think it would be fine because they have such an elite running back. But but. I kind of worry about Jason Garrett um, and just just the way that the offense flowed. I mean, I thought against the Patriots, the Cowboys could have <coughs> excuse me, could have went to Zeke <coughs> multiple times, mm-hmm. multiple times. You know, down in the they were they were moving ball down the field. They could have handed it off to him. They've kind of put the ball in Dak's hands. I, I think Jason Garrett's kind of losing it. You can kind of just see Jason Garrett losing it, right? I mean, you got Jerry Jones talking about, okay, you know, we just need to win some football games. And, you know, Jerry Jones never stops talking. But but even with all those issues, I really think Dallas is talented. And I, I think they win on Thanksgiving. This game, I mean – Let's let's go back. You were talking about last week. If Jason Garrett listened to this podcast last week, we said use Zeke. Why did they fail in that game? They didn't properly use Zeke. Amari Cooper had zero catches, and he was getting covered by Stephon Gilmore, and we knew that was possible. Use Zeke. He was eating him up. And once again, I brought up that you know the Browns showed the way to beat the Patriots was run the football. The Browns, the last team to beat the Bills. They beat them by running the football. You run the football against the Buffalo Bills, you have a chance to win. Josh Allen has pulled wins out of his ass. He, frankly, is 
his numbers aren't great. I mean, he's thrown for 2,400 yards, 15 touchdowns, eight picks. Is it but wrong for me to say I think they're kind of a fraud team? They, they just, they're that team that just does enough to win. And eight and three, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. But, but yeah, no, I, you're right. And I, and I guess that I'm just real hesitant against the Bills right now just because I don't think they, they, they can beat good teams because I think Josh Allen's limited. And I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's maybe it's a personal problem with me that I, I can't think that the Bills can get it done, but I mean I'm with you on that. It's just it's not Josh, it's that defense. Defense is only giving up fifteen points a game. They're scoring twenty one, but they're only giving up fifteen points a game. Led by Jordan Phillips with seven sacks, Jadavius White with four picks. I mean, their takeaway giveaway ratio is even thirteen and thirteen. And I don't I I want to go against the Bills in this. Everything tells me go against the Bills. Then do but it. Ooh, I, even though the Cowboys have won three of the past four, I feel like this Bills team just has a good chance to lose against the Cowboys, and I'm going to take the Cowboys. I couldn't do it. Okay. As, yeah. as for, I, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I like the Bills, but I think this is a must-win for the Cowboys, and they're just so talented. Look at that roster. It's a talented team. It's a talented team, but they're not being used properly, and we've talked about on this podcast ad nauseum, Jason Garrett's been a problem. And while we're talking with the little tidbits in history here, let's go with another one. Okay. What running back, and it's a Buffalo running back, has ran for the most yards in one game on Thanksgiving? O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson, 273 rushing yards on yeah. November 25th, 1976. The juice was loose. O.J., O.J. Moving on to our night. Yours truly. Yours truly. The 9-2 and two New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Man, who would have thought that O.J. would be the voice of reason in 2019 on Twitter? That's going to be a thing we're going to have to talk about at some point, just in depth. <laughs> I Things finally changed, followed him. Man. I said I was never going to follow him. And I'm like, you know Dude, what I got? You have to follow him. I actually have he, – all he does is post videos, and he's always at the golf course, and he's like, he's like, oh, Andrew Luck. I, I, I drafted Andrew Luck in my fantasy league, and he just went and retired. I, you know, he's like, he's like, come on, Andrew Luck. I thought we were – you know, you're killing me over here. And then everybody, like, hears him say you're killing me, and then I'm going to take off. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right. New Orleans 9-2 and two, traveling to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for a Thursday night kickoff, 8.20 p.m. Are the Falcons no. going to continue this little role they got? No, because they're real. I mean, they, no, they're not. I, I, think, I think the Saints are a complete team. I think they're going to win. Look, they're trying to the, – the players are trying to save Dan Quinn's job, I think. It kind of seems to me that all of a sudden, you know, people put a little bit more effort. Things have changed a little bit, but but I think it's too late. I mean, we talked about this on the podcast where we thought they had given up on Dan Quinn, and then all of a sudden they play a few decent games. Yeah, let's talk. Julio Jones doesn't play, but this is normal though. Yeah. Like this, this, this happens around the league a lot. Like, mm-hmm. like you, 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 the team kind of quits on a guy, and then he's about to go and then it's kind of like they show up for a little bit and it, it, it's just, I don't know why it happens, but, but it, it's just something. I mean, we're talking about the NFL here, right? 
We yeah. both have – there's a bunch of professionals on every team, even if we're talking about the Dolphins, the Redskins. I, I say the Redskins. The Redskins just beat the Lions. So, with the, the Dolphins, the Lions, the Bengals, all these teams. Um, I mean, they're all got professionals on their team. So, I mean, all these teams can win it on any day. It's just – I don't know, man. It's one of those things. All right. I'm going with you. I'm going with the Saints. I think this was – this one's going to be a blowout, I expect. I expect Kamara to come back, finally have a good game, breathe. And, of course, can't guard Mike, just going to dominate, as he always seems to do. Moving on to a 1 o'clock kickoff and a really good football game. And a team that I'm pretty sure that someone on this podcast said last week that if they beat the Packers, it's time to finally give them respect. This is the 10-1 and San Francisco 49ers traveling to the 9-2 and Baltimore Ravens. So are the Niners finally for real in your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Sure as hell they are. Listen, I, uh, it's one of those things, man, for me, I had, I had quite, you know, you have questions about this team. The Niners have, have kind of answered everything. I, I've, that defense is, is legitimate, right? It's just legit. Um, and I think the offense and Jimmy G, while not great, is good. And we've seen in this league year in, year out, really no matter what decade we're talking about, one thing that's always remained true is is having a having a good solid defense is, is the way to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I I like I mean, what are you thinking, man? I, I, it's hard. While we're talking Niners, my thing with this team is once the playoffs come, once you start getting into real football. Are we going to see that Jimmy G is just Jared Goff without Sean McVay as maybe Kyle Shanahan is leading Jimmy G or is Jimmy G going to be that guy who can raise his game up when it comes time? I think that's going to be a real interesting thing to see. That's a really but, good, really good I mean, scenario. I, I, no, I really do like it. I do. But, but I don't you think Jared Goff's better than or don't you think Jimmy Goff is better than Jared Goff? I mean, at this point, I think they're very similar. I mean, right now, I mean, Jimmy so G just Jared wins Goff, football games. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough to say on these two. But what I, the thing coming into this game, you're traveling to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson, who had one of the craziest nights I've ever seen, completed 15 of 20 passes for 169 yards, 169 yards, and five touchdowns. That's got to be one of the most unbelievable stats you'll ever see. A guy throws for five touchdowns and less than 175 yards. It was definitely an interesting game. A dominant game. They just kicked ass. And they just – that's what this team seems to be doing now is they come out in that same formation. You don't know if they're going to run. You don't know if they're going to pass. You don't know who's going to run. You don't know which tight end is going to be out there. They've got like seven tight ends they've got in this game. Marquise Brown looks like an absolute steal in the draft for what so it sounds like you're at. going with, uh, with Baltimore here. And I, as much as I want to go with Kyle Shanahan because of the amazing job he's done, I think John Harbaugh may actually be doing a better job all around coaching than Shanahan. But I agree it, with you. What it comes down to is this the time where this San Francisco defense says that defense can win championships and shuts down Lamar Miller, who's been hotter than hell lately. It's This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a tough game. We're going to see who's real and who's not here. Lamar Jackson 
just a guy who puts up numbers against Miami and Cincinnati in a downtrodden, beat-up Los Angeles Rams team, or is this going to be the Lamar Jackson we saw against Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Kansas City? I mean, he's got unbelievable numbers this year, but you look at those numbers have come in like five games, really, out of the 11 they've played. Like half the games he's had great games, and the other half he hasn't had great games. This is going to be one hell of a football game, and I am going to take the Baltimore Ravens to win this at home. Mm. Okay. It's going to be a tough one. Who are you liking it? Uh, man, to be honest with you, I'm going, I, I, I think I'm going to go with San Francisco. I do. It, and I just keep betting against Baltimore, but – but I think San Francisco's got something going. I think that their defense is elite. And I, Baltimore's defense is good, but Baltimore's defense isn't isn't the 49ers defense, no. right? It's not. Um, they can run the ball. I think they're getting healthier in the backfield with Breida and Coleman. But it, the guy that Emmanuel Sanders, he looks like he's going to play this week. I think they do enough on the road to win. Um, I really do, but in, in, in that doesn't mean Baltimore's bad, right? So here's the thing: is I think you come off a week like you just saw with Baltimore's offense, mm-hmm. and then people, people get kind of carried away thinking yeah. they're the greatest thing ever, right? Um, and let's put things in perspective. You know, this 49ers team is elite on both sides of the football, so well, especially the defensive end. So. I, I, I'll take the 49ers, man. I really will. I think it's going to be a great football game. And, and, and come on, how it, it's hard not to want to watch Lamar Jackson and Bosa, isn't yeah. it? I mean, come on, those guys are just fantastic to watch. This is going to be a really fun football game and a possible, possible mm-hmm. preview of what we could see in the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, the last time these two teams were in the Super Bowl, they faced each other, and that could possibly be – what happens again? It could be a rematch of 2013 with a hardball leading one of the teams in. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, that's absolutely going to be a great game. That's really, for me, it's a pick em. I want to take the Ravens, but I could also take the Niners. Like, I, both these teams are built on misdirection on offense where you don't know what's going to happen and their defense just keeping the other team down. I mean, this, but I'm going to stick with the Ravens. You'll take the Niners. Let's move on. Tennessee Titans six and five traveled to Lucas Oil mm. Stadium to face the six and five Indianapolis Colts. How this, about Ryan Tanny? Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> who, I mean, if they had Marcus Mariota, and we said earlier in the season, I'm pretty sure on this pod it'd have to go back episode two or three. I said, said bad things about Marcus Mariota yeah. on this podcast. I know for sure. We I talk- think I said like I would rather watch like. Paint dry, then Marcus Mariota. Yeah, poor guy. And I know at one point we also talked about how we know there were guys on that team who felt like that defense was good enough to win the division, but Marcus Mariota was holding him back. And now we see how good this team can possibly be with Ryan Tannehill, who Tannehill has been efficient, not great, but he's just doing enough to get the victory for these guys. Last week, fourteen Which tells of you how trash Mariota was, dude. Right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and while we're talking about Mariota, remember our the quarterback guru on Twitter? We've talked about him a few times, Chan Fahey, the Irish guy. Yeah. There is a tweet that someone sent to me where he said that Mason Rudolph 
was the best quarterback prospect he scouted since Marcus Mariota. So that guy wants to talk about being a quarterback guru. That was two big misses right there, buddy boy. But moving back to this game. Why, there- why did she sign that guy? The big- <laughs> Is that, wait, are you sure his name was Bob Quinn? <laughs> no, definitely Chan. <laughs> okay. Hey, maybe that's Bob Quinn's burner account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Bob. That sounds like Bob Quinn for sure. All right, so this is the Jacoby Brissett versus Ryan Tannehill, which beginning in August, this was Marcus Mariota versus Andrew Luck. But both these teams, they run the football. They got solid offensive lines. They're doing just enough in the passing game. Their defense just doing solid, led by Harold Landry with eight sacks for the Titans. Do you notice Justin that Houston. all those teams in that division are built similar? Yeah, and they're all about six and five. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, I like the Colts, dude. I do. I, uh, listen, I, I know T.Y. Hilton was banged up at practice today. I mean, we'll see if he goes. He's kind of, he's kind of a fragile little doll. Um, but I think, I think the Colts have to win this game. You know what I mean? I really do. And I think, uh, it's at home. This one is super important, man. This is this is a big game for a division that we nobody kind of we respect this division, um, but like Andrew Luck leaving this division kind of took out the the zing to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because because Luck was that guy. Like Luck was one of those quarterbacks, like a Rodgers or a uh, you know a Breeze that you just you wanted to see. Um, but I do think Jacoby Brissett gets it done. Marlon Mack still out. Eric Ebron. Apparently, did you hear anything about that? Done for the year is all, I, all I've heard. Yeah, Done I guess the, the team saying it's a business decision. Like Frank Wright, like Frank Wright didn't think he's like heard enough to like be done for the year. So Eric Ebron being a pussy like he was in Detroit. Um, <laughs> but I still, I still, I still think that that's a good football team in Indianapolis. I'll take them. You know, I. This is a big game for both teams because winner you know this is, game, sure. winner of this game goes seven and five, and with Houston being at seven and four, and I'm pretty. Let's see, they have they're going to welcome in the New England Patriots at ten and one for the Sunday night game. That's so basically this game you're going to win this. Whoever wins this game is going to be rooting for the Patriots, and they're going to be tied seven and five atop the division. I'm exactly. going to take Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee really? Titans to get this done in Lucas Oil Stadium. I think they're going to do just enough, and I think Derrick Henry's going to be the difference. If Derrick Henry shows up like he did last week, I think this is an easy win for the Titans. And, you know, I had all the faith last week in Jacoby Brissett possibly leading a fourth-quarter drive to get a victory, but it looks like the moment was too big for Brissett last week, and I think the same thing could happen this week. Give me the Titans to go to 7-5. and five. All right, man. They're taking Colts. I'm taking Titans. Moving yeah. on to our next game. I kind of hate that game. game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, those teams are just kind of like the same to me. Like, Andrew Luck was – it was so – the Colts just bummed me out without Andrew Luck. I mean, Brissett's solid. He's good. I mean, we've been – He's not Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is a team, man. You're going, a, you're going from a true franchise quarterback to a guy who can – I mean, probably lead your franchise, but I get what you're saying. And yeah. I'm, I, I'm good with either one of those teams winning. That's one of those weird games where I'm like, this could be just a fun game, and I hope you know both teams could win. I'm good with it. I just hated Marcus Mariota. So now that he's not playing, I don't hate the Titans anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was down on Mariota a lot, and a lot of people know mm-hmm. that. But 
I wasn't big on Tannehill either. So, but well, either yeah, either Tannehill's come around to say, hey, just give me the football. I mean, we'll turn the, it over. Let, let let's pump the brakes too, though. Let's pump the brakes too, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's only been a few games. But the thing with him is, it looks like something that can be consistent, where he's holding on, he's not doing anything out of the ordinary. He's just going in there, and he's he's playing the game and giving taking what the defense gives him which is all some quarterbacks need to do when you have a solid defense and a good run game. And it's worked. Yeah. No, you're Moving right. On, and it's rivalry week still. We're going to talk about a game that used to be a rivalry game back in the 80s, 90s, maybe. The Cleveland Browns, 5-6, and six, travel to Heinz Field for a 1 o'clock kickoff against the 6-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is going to be ugly. Um, this game's gonna be ugly. Who you got in it? Let me hear this, you first. So, this would be like on on the gambling side, which we'll hit Ward's wagers right at the end. This is my lock of the week. The Browns will will win this game. They'll cover. Um, I have no doubt about it. Listen, here's the deal: Ducky, Ducky, Duck Hodges. Um. I, I think I think Cleveland's got got a, a little bit of chemistry going. They're building. Um, Baker Mayfield's been better, and I think with Kareem Hunt back, and, not, and the beauty of Kareem Hunt is they can line Kareem Hunt on the left, Kareem Hunt on the right with Chubb out there, and Kareem Hunt really gives that option of the pass out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. He's made a difference in this offense. Um, I think this one is Cleveland by 10, and it would be my lock of the week. I feel really strongly about the Browns here. And listen, I know you're a Browns, you, you know, a Browns fan, and but but every time that Wars wagers and I have gone with the Browns, the Brownies have come through for us. Yeah. So, so I just want to say that. Now, if you want to start paying me, you know, a large lump sum, I'll start picking the Browns every week, and we can move forward from there. But until then, I'm taking them this week. Listen, you want to make money, you listen to this dude right here, and you can follow him on Twitter at war 296 And that number, mm. that's how much money he has won people listening to that podcast. We've been on so, fire. Listen, we went 2-2 two two last week, but but we have we have killed things with, with the batting. And uh, you know, y'all can buy uh, some nice Christmas gifts. Exactly. Everybody listen, likes Christmas Take gifts. that Christmas bonus, listen to this podcast, put the bonus on, whatever Drew says. And okay. Then, Get yeah. twice as much Christmas present. Yep. I mean, this sounds like sound financial that, advice. That is smart adulting right there. <laughs> By the way, yeah, just just if you shouldn't necessarily yeah. do that. Yeah. But if you, you want, probably little, shouldn't do that. You know, twenty to fifty dollar bet down. <laughs> and that's more responsible as an adult. But whatever you need to do, enjoy it. Just don't get my address out, Jeremy, please. <laughs> and the day Jeremy gets shot in the target, we all know why. All right, moving back to this game. All right, the Browns, listen, Highfield yeah, has been a house of horrors for this Brown squad for most of my adult life. Mike Tomlin is 24-1 against the Cleveland Browns. But Freddie Kitchens is 1-0 and against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a new Browns team. This is a team that is vastly more talented than the team they're going to go across the field from. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's out of concussion protocol, but he's got a knee injury. 
James Conner most likely won't play. Yeah, he ain't playing. Devlin Duck Hodges. Ducky. Ducky's going to play because he didn't kill us. He's not going to kill us. Wow, yeah. I mean, that was that was some harsh, harsh words from a head coach, and maybe a head coach who that's uh, a top. For, oh, whoa. who may may yep. have heard uh, a little bit of audio on his uh, other quarterback. All right, Reckless different topic. But yeah, wah, 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 wah. yeah. But anyway, you're bringing up a to topic that we can talk about for an hour. But yeah, back <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. They've been a different team since Kareem Hunt came back. 3-0. You're absolutely right with the way this offense has worked. This Pittsburgh defense, they're going to be pumped up. They're going to want to come, and they're going to want to hit the Browns in the mouth because the Browns punched the Pittsburgh Steelers in the mouth for the first time in probably 30 years, and the Cleveland Browns are coming in to Pittsburgh as a favorite for the first time in 30 years since the Bud Carson Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 51-0 in 1989. And Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, that's the last time the Browns were favored in Pittsburgh. Okay. That's and people talk, oh, the Browns were gone. Yeah, they were only gone four years. That's still years. There's still 26 years of football in there. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're gone, they're gone Listen, way longer than that. The Browns <laughs> should win this game easy. Should win this game easy. They will not win this game easy. This will be a little harder of a game than a lot of people are expecting. I still expect the Browns to maybe win by 7 to 10. But – it's going to be a scary game just because it's the fucking Browns, dude. That's just what they do. I I have no faith in this franchise still to this you point. Like me. I mean, we we have PTSD from football, and that's a terrible thing. Let's move on to happier times. New England Patriots 10-1 and traveling to Houston for our Sunday night game. 8-20 kickoff at NRG Stadium. Deshaun Watson going to put on a show on primetime and – cement the Houston Texans as the favorite in the AFC South or is Belichick just going to go in there all dark drone hoodie? No, believe it or not, I actually, actually kind of think Houston's going to win this game yeah. and, and call me silly, you know, but silly this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was weirder than I thought. So don't call me silly anymore. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway this, uh, I don't, I don't think this, Patriots team is that dominant or elite. You know what I mean? I think this team's vulnerable. Um, I think Houston's kind of been playing bad football lately. It's time for them to get it going. I mean, I know they've gotten Duke Hopkins going a little bit, but look at their, you know, they've kind of been up and down all season long. You know this team's better than what they've been putting out there. Um, I like Houston in this game. With all due respect to, you know, the Patriots, I don't think this Patriots offense is kind of worth the shit, to be honest with you. I think they're waiting for Nikhil Harry better be the real deal for them. Mm-hmm. Because, because it, and you've seen it. Like, the Patriots are kind of like, we, we've blatantly seen the Patriots come out and try to go for Antonio Brown. They've gone for Mohamed Sanu. Yep. Clearly, they know they have deficiencies at the wide receiver position. Um, I I like Houston in this game, even though they've been up and down. They're at home. I like Deshaun Watson. I'll go Texans. You know, I want to go with you. I want to go Texans. And I have to say, you were absolutely dead on with the Patriots last week because you called the fact that that offense was trash. And you talk about Nikhil Harry. They're expecting him to come on. 
he basically had one catch last week. It was a touchdown catch, but it was he's a rookie. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's a rookie ra- wide receiver, and he was a raw talent coming in anyway. Yeah. He's a talented kid. He's really good. They need Sanu to step up. They need Dorsett to eventually show that he has some talent and other Brady, than running fast and straight. Let's not, let's not act like Brady's been fantastic. He has not. I mean, Father we say in their ten and one, but but their defense has been spectacular. Listen, Tom Brady's numbers: almost three thousand yards, but just fifteen touchdowns, five picks, average. He's, I mean, right now he is looking as more of a game manager than and, and the I, Tom Brady we all knew. And, and I don't mean to be this guy, but like the, the Patriots' schedule seemed pretty freaking cupcake for a team that was just in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, they had a pretty easy beginning part of the schedule. Now, that defense, that defense is for real. Yeah. And Stephon Gilmore held Amari Cooper to zero catches last week. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins will not be held to zero touchdowns or zero catches. He may be held to zero touchdowns, but he's yeah, not going to be held to zero catches. We'll take. But I think this is going to be a tight game. I think Houston's going to be in it. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be that Patriots defense that comes up and gets them like a 17-13 victory. So I am going to take the Patriots in that one. But I think this is going to be a really good game. I think so, too. And moving on to our final pick of the night, after we've picked 75 games with half of the NCAA schedule, the Minnesota Vikings, Monday Night Football, traveling at 8-3 and three now, led by Kirk Cousins, who's putting up 21 touchdowns and three picks this year. Maybe he's trying to shut me up. Travel to Seattle, CenturyLink Field, the 12th man, to face Russell Wilson, 24 touchdowns, three picks. And the Seattle Seahawks, who you like in this one, brother? Let me ask you when the last time you think that Kirk Cousins went on the road in prime time and won a football game. I mean, I'm primed. We're going to count a 425 America's Game of the Week Fox Joe Buck. No, 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 no. We're talking about Sunday. Yeah, we're talking about Sunday night, Monday okay. night. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably never. Exactly, and it, it'll continue because you know, you know what the thing is is Russ. Russ is the real professional. He's going to get it done. Listen, I like, I like Minnesota, but I. It, and I, I kind of hope Kirk Cousins is, is successful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I'm saying this as a Lions fan because if my fucking team blows. I guess I just don't care anymore. But, like, I just – it's hard for me to put any faith into a Kirk Cousins that hasn't gotten it done. And on the other side, a Russell Wilson that just seems to always get it done. Yeah. And especially in prime time. Russ, when the lights are the brightest, Russ turns it on. And I think that's why the Seahawks win this game. Minnesota's been good. They've turned it around. Kevin Sifansky has said, hey, this is what my guys are good at. This is what we're going to do. We're going to find our wide receivers. We're going to let Dalvin Cook run when necessary. And Kirk's done a good job of letting it go. But, but I, I still think he's – like he, let, he did a good job of letting it go for a couple games. Mm-hmm. But I think the last two weeks he's kind of gotten like a little bit more back to the old Kirk Cousins, where he's just not willing to let it go. I'm with you on that. I think eventually he's got to step up in this kind of game. If he does that, then he'll earn the full respect of his guys and everyone else who's always been on him with the contract and everything else. But 
I mean, I'm starting to feel bad that I always hate on him with the contract. I mean, if I wasn't that good and someone offered me that contract, I'd sign it too. And yeah, people would. Yeah, but see, and the other thing that that we we also need to understand is that's just the way the NFL now, right? Like Matt Stafford, when he signed that record setting, like he wasn't the best quarterback in the league. Like it's just kind of like what, you know what I mean? Like you just at this point in the NFL, you have to just sign that guy. Yeah. And, and once you do, you're kind of hey, like you want to win before you have to pay that guy that money. Because every quarterback contract is going to outdo the next one. That's just the way it's going to be. You're absolutely hundred yep. percent right. And that concludes our picks. After how many games did we actually pick here? One, two, yeah, three, four, five, shit, six, oh, seven, dude. eight. And mine are all right. Mine are all right. We did 20 games this week, which is big because you're 43 and 26 on the year. I'm at 41 and 28. This could be a big, big week of swing to see who takes the lead in our one-on-one battle here. But I'm leading. Yeah, you're you're two games. You're up two games on me. When I go 20 and 0, that's (laughs) going to be pretty damn good. Listen, if you go 20 and 0. I don't even know where I'm going to go with this because I'm going to say something stupid. So I'm just going to yeah, stop yeah. and say I really hope you go 20 and 0. And then, yeah, it'd be cool. And that I go. Cool. Let's see. I think we only had like four games. I'd go 16 and four. I could handle that. But anyway, let's get on to the meat of the show, where you can get some damn money by listening yeah. to fans' advice. Yeah, Warren's wagers. Do it. What What do you got tonight, brother? Oh man. So we're feeling okay. Listen, you know, last week we went two and two. I, I'm not gonna have four and oh five and oh weeks every week. Listen, two and two, it's respectable. We didn't lose anything. Uh, I'm gonna start out with with Thanksgiving Day game tomorrow. So when I was doing my research earlier in the day, the line was at three and a, Chicago minus three and a half. Um, I'm not sure if it's moved since David Blasman wow. been you know put on there, but I'm gonna say Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, This actually opened, believe it or not, and I don't know why, at Detroit minus one and a half. I I don't know what the hell is going on there, but but no, we're taking the Chicago Bears. And and if you guys are listening, feel damn good about it too. Feel real good because the Lions are. All right, the second game we're going with is we are going to take the Cleveland Browns minus in Pittsburgh. Cleveland's giving up two in Pittsburgh. Hey, listen, 72% of the public money is actually on the Browns. Wow. Uh, we got Duck Hodges playing. Ducky. No, he knows what Ducky's really. He, the uh, The funny thing is the the line originally opened at Pittsburgh minus three. Hmm. And now it's Browns minus two. The Mason so Rudolph factor? You can say <laughs> Mason Rudolph is so terrible. <laughs> I don't know, but that line moved a lot. That line moved a lot. So, all right, so we got, so far, just to recap, we got Bears, Browns. That's going to be our NFL. Let's head, I, I have a I have a wild card for you all just for Thanksgiving, you know. It is the giving season. It's right. But we're going to jump into uh, NCAA football. We have the Baylor, Bearcats, heading into Kansas. Baylor's giving up 14. Baylor minus 14. Look, Baylor had a tough loss to Oklahoma. I still think this Baylor team is a good football team. 
We have less miles over there at Kansas. And let's be honest, we all love less miles, right? Less yeah, miles are our guy, right? Yeah. We love. But at the same time, I'm taking Baylor minus 14, 88% of the money from the public saw Baylor. Um, and then, and then my my final game outside of the wild card game is uh, Alabama minus three at Auburn, and I'm gonna take Ooh. I'm gonna take Auburn in the points. Auburn in plus three here. Seventy two percent of the money's on Alabama. Listen, I'm going against the grid here, folks. It's what we do. We're not taking every cupcake bet. We're going against the grid here. We're taking Auburn. We're taking the three points. Um. Bo Nix is that dude. I mean, he's, he's, he's played in big games, and we'll see. We hope he's good. And then just kind of the wild card pick. You guys can chew on it, see what you think. Um, it's actually going to be this San Fran-Baltimore Ravens game. Ooh. I uh, I like San Francisco getting six points on the road. Like, this San Francisco is a good football team, and that's that's a lot of points. Um this the the game opened up at Baltimore minus four and a half, and now it's six. Not a lot of the publics with San Francisco. I like San Francisco here. I think it's a good good dark horse pick. You get some value, especially if you go with the money line. You go with the money line, you're in good shape. Um, so we'll go with San Francisco. That's going to be like kind of that wild card pick. But just to re- recap, real quick, we got. The Chicago Bears minus three and a half playing the Detroit Lions, who are terrible. Uh, we got the the Cleveland Browns minus two in Pittsburgh. We got a bunch of road teams this week. We got Baylor on the road in Kansas minus fourteen, and then we got Auburn at home, and then the wild card kicker is San Fran minus six, or excuse me, San Fran plus six, like that, and Auburn that minus three or plus three. I know you said it's three. Auburn, oh, excuse me, Auburn is plus three. All right, just want to make sure we got them all there. Yep, is there? Those are some pretty solid picks. I like them. They're going to be good. Now, before we get out of here, one last thing I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Will Matt Patricia be the head coach of the Detroit Lions when we do our next podcast? Yeah, he will, but he shouldn't be. All right, and we will yep. talk more about this next week. Brother, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with the kids. Oh, you too. Have- yeah, At- no. Enjoy some football and some food. Absolutely. Can't wait to get fatter and enjoy more football. Enjoy it, everyone. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can check us out on Spotify. We are on Google Pods, Apple Pods. We are on iHeartRadio, Breaker, Spreaker. You name it. We are wherever you can find a podcast. I haven't even heard of half those things, but, yeah, we're there. <laughs> we are everywhere. Like the, the pod. What the hell is Streaker? What the hell is Streaker? <laughs> Spreaker. It's a oh, iHeart, okay. it's an iHeart uh, <laughs> subsidiary. Okay, God bless them. Hey, y'all have a good Thanksgiving. If, if you go twenty and zero, maybe we will have a streaker. Maybe that's what yeah. I'll do. But yeah, right. like, subscribe, re- send us, give us a review. Yeah, give us review. a five star rating. Hit us up five, on Twitter. Find me six, at Somerville CLA. Five, yeah, six stars. Screw the five stars. We deserve yeah, six. Seriously. Give Drew. A holler on Twitter at ward two nine six seven two nine eight five. Thank you for listening. This is the full coverage football show. Brother, have a great Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you. You later. too, man. We're out. Remember, as always, if you live the life you love, you love the life you live. Good night, kids. <laughs>